Welcome to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelik. If you're struggling to stay ahead of your daily life challenges, you will want to listen close as Eva and her guests will help you address the most important priorities first. Now, here's your host, Eva Medelik. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm Eva Medelik, and I am so honored that you are choosing to spend the next hour with us today. So please join me in welcoming today's guest, Val Jones. Now, Val is an expert coach for purpose-driven women who are ready for more and want to burn the rule book that's keeping them from getting it. Her programs help women overcome their limiting beliefs around relationships with themselves, with others, and with money so that they can build lives that are full of adventure, authenticity, and abundance. Now, Val hosts the Selfish Woman podcast, where she brings inspiration, real talk, and strategies for women who are ready to say, hell yes, to putting themselves first. So welcome to the show, Val. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Eva. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you because one of the things that I love to talk about is how success requires selfishness and a lot of our happiness does too. But before we get into what you do, let's talk a little bit about who you are. Who is Val? Yeah, sure. So uh, first and foremost, I'm a mom. That's one of my things I'm most proud of. I have three kids who are all grown up now, so I'm an empty nester. Uh, They're 28, 27, and 23 all out living their lives and, and happy and healthy. So that's something that uh, is a big part of my life. And I live in Vancouver up in Canada. I've been here for a year and it's been really fun because, you know, raising kids, living in the suburbs most of my life. Um, and now I'm newly single and uh, empty nesters. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to like try something new. So I'm living right downtown and I have the best of everything. Really. I'm, I've got the city life. I've got the beach four blocks from my apartment. I've got Stanley park, which is kind of like New York central park. So I go walking in the woods almost every day. Uh, and so I'm really loving being on the West coast here and, um, yeah, I love to travel and hoping to get back out there soon. I've really been missing it. Um, and yeah, what else about me? I love journaling and I love to read and I'm a writer as well. And I, so I do a lot of that and yeah, that's, that's a bit about who I am. It sounds like you have figured it all out and congratulations on being an empty nester. I know what a wonderfully bittersweet feeling that is, but it, it really, you know, I looked at it as an unleashing to really kind of start to really focus on myself self, you know, and part of what we're going to talk about today is what that feels like. So what problems do you solve in your business? I solve a lot of problems that relate to relationship with ourselves and relationship with others. And this is, uh, you know, hard one experience for me and also bringing my expertise as a, as a coach. But I really help women figure out who they are, get back in connection with the real person inside them, get their mojo back, you know, figure out why maybe life hasn't been working or the relationships haven't been working 
and really find out if they're going to stay in that relationship. Do they need to leave that relationship? How are they going to be financially independent? How are they going to create a life that's actually exciting, that makes them proud and happy and inspired? So yeah, those are, those are the problems that I solve all the time. And, and those are very real problems to solve because I know a lot of women do find themselves lost if they have put all of their time, energy, and effort into their families, their children's, their, their children, their significant others. How did you get started doing this? And, and how did you become the go-to expert to help women in this area? Well, it's a long, a long story. So I'm going to try to make it short and interesting and entertaining for you. But you know, it's, it's my own journey through life, through myself of coming home to myself. That's really made me passionate about the work that I do. And I got married two weeks before I turned 20, didn't know who the hell I was and jumped into a relationship and then started having babies in my twenties. And 24 years later, found myself really unhappy and miserable and figuring out what I was going to do about that. Uh, my husband was bipolar, narcissist, alcoholic. So it was a lot of chaos. A lot of, we moved 24 times in 24 years, you know, it was wow. just a lot. That and, is a lot. Yeah. How did and that then, affect your children? You know, we moved a lot when they were young. Oh, okay. And then by the time they were entering school, I said, look, we can move, but we need to stay in one town. <laughs> like they need to stay in one school. That was my goal was like, keep them in one school until they graduated. And we did, we moved like four times within that city. Um, but you know, we gave them that stability. That was something that was a non-negotiable for me. Good for you. Good for yeah. you for really standing firm in protecting your children with the multiple yeah. moves. Yeah. And, and that is so like what you were saying before, like so many women, myself included, were raised to be selfless. And so I was the people pleaser, the good girl. And so I would do it for my kids, but I wouldn't do it for me. And uh, so that started my big journey of self-discovery once I got divorced and I started working with a coach myself and experiencing the transformation and the power of having someone to really hold me accountable, teaching me how to take responsibility for my life, it changed my life so radically that I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. And so I took the training and, you know, got certified, became a coach. And then along the way, what I found was the more life experiences I had and the more work I did on myself, it really shaped my coaching. And it's really brought me to this place of being so passionate about working with women and helping them to find that amazing life because I had to do it myself. Yeah. You know, as I say, our mess becomes our message. Yeah. I'm curious about your decision to hire a coach. Now I'll share a little bit about my backstory. When I used to work as a dental hygienist, I would drive to work. And when I got off the exit on the highway, there was this little building that said life coach. And I remember thinking, who needs a life coach? <laughs> you know, you need a coach to help you how to live. Like I, my, my preconceived notion was you've got to be pretty much a loser in life to need mm -hmm. a life coach. Now, granted, I'm a coach too, and I get the power of coaching. It's so transformational, but what had you seek the help of a coach as opposed to maybe uh, a therapist mm -hmm. or um, some group work? What, 
what gave you that insight to know that coaching would help you transform into the woman that you were meant to be to become? Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, I'd done a lot of therapy up until that point. So I was, you know, really familiar with the therapy model and it helped me a lot with trauma and, you know, working through a lot of my past issues. But I got to a point where I was like, I know why I'm struggling, but I don't know what to do about it. And that was the difference for me, right? Was like, okay, I've got awareness like all day long but I'm not seeing change in my life. I'm not feeling any better. I'm not experiencing any different results. So what's the missing piece? And then it was actually a friend of mine who was going through the training and she called me up and said, I'm getting certified as a coach. I need a practice client. <laughs> Do you know anyone? And I was like, um, yeah, <laughs> me. That is, I love that story. I yeah. love that story. Wow. Yeah. So that was yeah. a win-win for both of you. Yeah. So it kind of came to me and I worked with her for a year and I fell in love with the coaching process because it's similar to an athletic coach, right? If that athlete wants to get into the Olympics, they're going to, they wouldn't even think of trying to do it without a coach. They need the accountability, the support, the strategies, the, you know, the person who knows how to get the best performance out of that athlete. And so for life, it's like, well, there isn't a rule book and we don't all know what we're doing. And so have someone in your corner who's going to support you, challenge you, help you to get those results. So for me, it was like life-changing. You know, I had a, a coach once tell me, she used this metaphor and it really landed, you know, the pickle inside the jar can't read the label. Like you can't <laughs> read the label if you're inside the jar. And that's what coaching helps you with. And when you think about it, all successful people have coaches. Mm -hmm. There's nobody walking through the journey, the zigzaggy journey of success without a coach to show them what they can't see, mm -hmm. to help them be their, their, best, their best self, to help them be high performers. And I know for me, I, you know, once I realized why people had coaches, then I thought it was only for a certain level of people. Mm, well, right. you know, I'm just me why would I need a coach? And, you know, when I finally went through a leadership development program and I worked with coaches, I realized how powerful coaching is for me to see how other people see me, for yeah. me to aspire to be the best version of myself, not only for my family, but for me, for my happiness, for my well-being, for my health, all of it. And I just fell in love with coaching after that, similar to you, of having the experience of working with a coach. And now I'm like, everybody should be assigned a coach at birth. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and, you know, I love I love how you're describing it. It makes me think of a, a client call I had just this morning. And she was talking to me about how she felt about going into meetings with big executives and, you know, imposter syndrome. And she's telling me all these things that she's thinking about it. And I stopped her and I was like, do you hear what you're saying? She's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, do you hear you describing your limitations? Can you hear how you're talking to yourself? And it was like this moment of shift where she actually heard herself. And it's those blind spots that like, we can't see it. Like you said, you're the pickle in the jar. You can't see it. And so when you have someone else to help you see all of a sudden you're in the position of power because now you can do something about it. Yeah. We don't often hear our self-talk. Mm -hmm. And we don't 
often have people fighting for our greatness while we're fighting for our limitations. Totally. And that, that is kind of the turning point. You know, I love coaching. I love my clients just like you do. And you can see their greatness. You can see their potential and you can fight for them to see it and to work for it too. Mm -hmm. Whereas without a coach or we're just relying on family members, not that family members can't be hugely supportive. They can, but not to a level that a coach can. When I, when I had a coach share with me the vision that they saw for me, it did something in me that created a switch. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, well, wow, I've never had anybody see me that way before. And a coach is just that powerful. So when you talk about clients, who are you for? Like who would be the, the type of person, woman, I hear that you coach women, that you would absolutely be able to help and bring to that next level in their life and, and possibly their businesses as well? I am for the woman who is waking up to the reality that her choices have brought her to, whether they were intentional or not starting to wake up and see that like, wait a minute, is this really it? Is this what I signed up for? Do I really want to live this way forever? Hell no. And they are ready to look at themselves. They're ready to take radical responsibility for their choices. They're ready to become fulfilled. I say fulfillment is a radical act. And my Facebook group's called the Radical Women Collective because it takes a radical act to say like, I'm going to seek fulfillment. I'm going to seek happiness. I want to see what I'm capable of. So I'm for the woman who still in the shit of her life, still struggling, of course, but is ready to make choices, is ready to go for more and is at that place where the pain of staying where she is, is now less than the fear of change. And that's the magic moment. So like I am for that woman. (laughs) As you say that, I remember that moment in my life. Mm-hmm. I remember it. The fear of staying where I am was greater than the fear of changing yeah. and trying something new and different. Yep. And I couldn't imagine myself five, 10, 20 years from now still being in the same place that I yeah. was. Yeah. And, you know, still on the rat in the rat race, if they say, yeah. on that hamster wheel of life. And it's just like that terrified me. And mm. I made a decision right there that I would do whatever it take mm-hmm. to find a way out. And it was so comforting to know that I would have coaches and mentors along the way who had made these mistakes and would make sure that, you know, I didn't make the same mistakes. I would have to make my own new inventive mistakes to get to where I was going. (laughs) And, you know, I I love what you, you're sharing about people have to be ready. Mm -hmm. Their why has to be greater than their why not. Love that. So who shouldn't bother getting in touch with you? Who are you not for? (laughs) I'm not for women who are still stuck in the problem and not ready to look for solutions yet. And I've been there. I was there for a really long time. Like I said, my marriage is 24 years. I stayed 10 years too long. So I know what that's like, but I'm just, I just know that like, if you're not ready, then don't waste your money, like stay and stay as long as you need to until you are ready to do whatever it takes to get your butt out of the situations to change your life. So yeah, that's who I'm not for. 
what difference would that make for someone who is what I call like a looky loo? You know, well, let me try it. I'm mm-hmm. not going, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are some people out there who where the, the monetary investment is, is not an issue. Yeah. How would that harm them or not help them, if you will, if they're just really not ready to do the work? I think but they, they move forward with a coach anyway. Yeah. You know, that's really interesting because I think the harm comes in. It's almost like evidence. See, it didn't work. See, I didn't get the results. There's no point. And it almost takes you backwards to a place of hopelessness because you weren't able to commit. You weren't at the time of life where you could get the most out of that process. And so it can be really discouraging. And then, and then, like I said, the brain takes that as evidence that like, it's never going to happen for you and you might stay stuck way longer. You know, I had a coach once say to me that the world is full of the wills and will not. His name is Larry (laughs) Winget. And we had, we're used to hearing the haves and the have nots Mm -hmm. and there's the wills and the will not. So when you hear uh, talk about being ready, willing, and able, it's not that we're not ready. It's not that we're not able, but it's that we're not willing yeah. to give up what we need to give up to get what we want to exactly. have. Exactly. I love and that. That's the so difference true. Right there. That's the difference right there. Well, guys, we have to take a short break right now. But when we come back, Val, I want to hear about your self-proclaimed selfish experiment of 2020, where If I read this correctly, you took a whole year to make selfish decisions for yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I talk talk a lot about how success requires selfishness. So I really want to hear what you did, what inspired you to do this, what you did for, you know, what the results were for you. So guys, you're not going to want to miss this. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this short break. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it. www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? 
choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main voiceamerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition, not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. Welcome back, everyone. So I'm here with Val Jones, who in 2020 did what she calls her selfish experiment where she put herself first for an entire year. Oh my God, for people pleasers and self-proclaimed martyrs and I sacrifice everything for my children type (laughs) of people, that is already bringing up anxiety. So what was this experiment exactly? Give us a little bit of a rundown of what it was and what inspired you to do it. Yeah. Well, and I call myself a recovering people pleaser, so... I get it. (laughs) It's triggering all the things. Um, Yeah. So at the end of 2019, I was actually living in Spain with my husband. We'd been married two years. We'd gotten married in Rome, had this whirlwind, you know, travel. We decided to back up a little bit. You said 2019. Yes. Oh, so this is a new husband. Yes. Second husband. Oh, okay. Okay. Husband number two. Thanks for the clarity. (laughs) And we decided to live in Spain. And so there we were living the dream life, the very Instagram worthy lifestyle in Spain. Um, But I was really unhappy and I was becoming more so and more concerned with my situation. Our relationship was becoming very toxic and what I learned later to be emotionally abusive. And so I was in the place of feeling like I was crazy and I was the problem and I was trying to fix everything and I couldn't figure it out. And I was getting more and more depressed and more and more unhappy. And I didn't know what to do. I was so lost and I just had no clarity. And if anyone's ever been in that kind of situation, it's really hard to see what's going on when you're in it. It's just, it's just crazy. So that was the end of 2019. We had just built our dream apartment in Valencia We'd renovated it and moved in three months prior. Um, And then 2020 came around and I got on a call with a group of friends that I'd met through a leadership uh, retreat and wherever we were in the world, we got on a call at the beginning of each year and, you know, just caught up and we shared our word for the year that we wanted to manifest for that year. And as the call was getting closer, I was thinking like, what the hell is my word? I don't know. I can't see a vision for my future. I don't, I don't know what I want. And this word selfish just keep popping up for me. And I was like, 
I can't make that my word. Like that's everything I don't want to be. I was trained to be the good girl and conditioned to be a people pleaser. And, you know, being selfish was so bad and I, that can't be my word, but nothing else came up. And I was just, I didn't know, I didn't know what was, what was going to happen, but I got on that call and I said, look guys, like my word is selfish. And they were like, cool. Can't wait to see what happens with that. And after I got off the phone and I'd actually said it out loud, I started thinking about it and I was like, well, wait a minute. Like I've spent my whole life being selfless, putting everybody else first, putting the kids first, the husband, the family, everything else. And that wasn't really working for me. And I had done a lot of work on myself to this point. I was a coach. I had a lot of skills, had a lot of awareness, but the selflessness was a piece that I just was stuck in. And so I thought, well, if that hasn't been working, how about I try being selfish? How would I try putting myself first? What would that even be like? I couldn't imagine, but I decided I'm like, okay, for 2020, my year is selfish. And I'm going to put myself first in every single decision. I don't know what that means, but here I go. And so that's how I embarked on my selfish experiment for 2020. What I heard you say, and that's a beautiful story, by the way, was the selflessness was holding you back. Yeah. It really was. Because selfless means you're less of yourself. Ooh, that's a writer (laughs) downer, guys. Pull the car over and write this down means you're less i'm writing it down yeah so if you're less of yourself then who are you being you're you're full of guilt anxiety doubt worry fear conditioning programming all of that that is not who you really are and you're walking through the world believing that it is but you're being less of yourself because you're not connected to the real you. You're not connected to your power, your authority, your wisdom, your truth, your inspiration. So being selfless is really like, no, my needs don't matter. I'll abandon myself. I won't show up for myself. It's okay. I'll just live life sort of half full. Wow. Mic drop moment right there. Mm. We need to take that in. We need to take that in. What did you learn about yourself and others when you were on this year of selfishness? What, well, before, we, before I have you answer that, I'm curious, what did selfish look like for you mm-hmm. when you implemented this year of being selfish? Mm-hmm. The very first thing I did was I bought a plane ticket. And I said to my husband, we both know this is toxic. We both know this isn't working, but neither of us are doing anything different. So I'll do something different. I'm going to take some space and I'm going to go home to Canada, see the kids. I'm just going to take a break. So I booked a one-way ticket because I didn't know how long I needed. And I went to Paris for a week first. (laughs) Cause why not? Well, you're already in Europe. Why not? You're close by. So I went to Paris for a week and then I came back to Canada And, uh, that was the first selfish choice I made that felt like that little, like, Ooh, no, can I really do this? Because, you know, people pleasers and good girls, it's all about don't disappoint others. 
make others happy. So I knew this choice would disappoint my husband. Well, what was his reaction? I wanted to ask, you you know, he was actually very supportive um, because he was also really aware that there was a breakdown and neither of us knew how to, what to do about it. We tried therapy. We tried counseling. We tried all the things. So he was like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm sad that you're making this choice, but I support you. And I trust that, you know, what's best for you. And I want you to be happy. So yeah, supported me in it. How difficult would have been if he fought you on it? It would have been way harder, but it was, I don't know, because, you know, I hear this a lot. All right. Women say, if only my husband was an asshole, it would be easier to leave, but he's such a nice guy that I feel guilty for putting myself first or for leaving. The guilt. I gotta say. Guilt of a pleaser. Oh my goodness, it comes up. I think it would have been easier to have a big fight and a fuck you and a walk out the door instead of like what I got, which was kindness and compassion, which made it feel way harder for me. Wow. Wow. So what did you learn about yourself and about others in your, in your year? Well, let me tell you a hell of a lot. One of the things that I learned about myself is that I didn't know myself as well as I thought I did. Because in order to be selfish and to put yourself first, you have to actually know what you want. And I'd been making choices from guilt and shame and fear and people pleasing most of my life. And so in order to make selfish choices, I had to figure out what I wanted. And I realized I don't know how to make a decision to save my life. I've been relying on other people to make decisions and then thinking I'm just this easy breezy go with the flow type of gal who goes along with what other people want. When in reality, I was just abandoning myself, letting other people make decisions. And then if it didn't work out, I could blame them and still look like the good girl. So I realized that I didn't know how to make a decision. So number one, I had to learn how to connect to my inner being, my place of truth, my intuition, and then listen, and then act on that. And that was huge for me to actually have to like lean in, listen, hear what my intuition was saying, and then act on it. That started building self-trust. That was the biggest lesson out of that year for me. How were you supported? And what I mean by that, did you, did you work with a coach? Uh, How did your friends and family react to this life-altering decision? Well, I believe in the universe, and I believe the universe has um, a plan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as I was traveling around Canada, visiting my kids, you know, figuring out what I was going to do, the pandemic happened. And the borders closed, and I couldn't have gone back to Spain if I'd wanted to. And so I ended up settling in Victoria near where my mom and my sister were, but I couldn't see them. So you're the reason why, particularly what you were manifesting for yourself is the reason why we couldn't travel. No, I'm, yeah, sorry I'm just kidding, but, but, <laughs> but, you know, it, it really is to see the, the kind of the beauty in, in maybe moments of weakness or moments of not really having that stick to itness that mm-hmm. I hear people talk about. You actually, the universe really worked in your favor, like, okay, this is your year of selfish. Mm -hmm. You get to work on yourself 
and you have no other choice because you exactly. can't go anywhere else exactly. to please anybody else. So when you ask about support, I couldn't see my friends and my family and my kids, even if I wanted to. So I was living in like a tiny little apartment I'd found with no furniture just because I needed somewhere to live. And I sat there by myself for a year for the rest of 2020. We, my husband and I went into therapy online. So we were doing that to try to like make things work. But I pretty much was alone for that year, which was transformational just on its own because most people, the last thing they want to do is have to be in a room by themselves with nobody and no distractions. And I faced myself. I faced the things I never wanted to look at in myself. I faced the things I didn't like about myself. I reckoned with myself in that year in a way that I could never have predicted. And, you know, when you think of the selfish year, you're thinking, yeah, Paris and spas and whatever. And it was like, no, it was me sitting in a, a, an empty apartment by myself doing a lot of deep inner work. And did you have guidance with this work? Were you working with a coach or how did you know even how to go and access those deeper places and, and peel back the layers of protection that you had built up over these years? For me, it was all about trusting myself. So I did it myself and I started meditating and I started journaling and I started walking in nature every day and I started listening and I started acting and that's what I needed that year. I needed to not have other voices. I needed to hear my voice. And when I did that, I started trusting myself. And trust. It's funny. I, I just finished this book called The Thin Book of Trust. Mm. And I realized one of the things I realized in knowing myself better is that's where doubt creeps in, in trusting myself and hoping someone else knows better. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. takes the responsibility off of me for the decision. So that's I can really right. kind of relate to that. Now, how did your family react to your transformation? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, my kids are my biggest fans and they're there for me. And they were so happy for me that I was doing this and they were cheering me on. Um, my family, different story. It's not that they weren't supportive. It's that they just didn't know what to do with me, I think. And so instead of supporting or actually criticizing, it was just like a void. Like there was just silence. There was a lot of silence, <laughs> radio yeah. silence. And that's, you know, that's the pathology of my family is that we don't talk about anything uncomfortable. We don't ask questions. We don't want to know. And so, you know, uh, my family knew that I was at that point separated in a pandemic, living on my own. And again, I think the universe just was like, this girl needs to just be with her damn self. And uh, it was a lot of silence. What did that do for your business? The selfish year? Yeah. Well, it was very interesting because at the time I was feeling, a, I was feeling a little lost because I had, before I was working with like coaches, helping them build their business. And I was working on different, different types of people. And that year I really didn't focus a lot on my business because I was like, I need to just do me. So I kept my clients that I had, but I wasn't really pushing into more 
And that year though, transformed my business because that year I transformed myself and out of my personal transformation came this entirely new passion for helping women in the way that I do because of what I learned that year. And so I would say it absolutely has transformed my business in like so many ways. That's, that's an amazing story of transformation. You know, I I mentioned before your mess becomes your message. I was on the phone with a client yesterday who's going through something similar, not a year of selfishness, but realizing that piece of her life that she doesn't share is the piece of the light of her life that when she does share is transformational, not only for herself, but for others to have a greater impact in the world. And the fact that you came to this um, transformation, open, honest, um, vulnerable, to share those pieces of yourself, to discover those pieces of yourself makes you a better coach Mm -hmm. for other women who are in the same discovery process. Yes, absolutely. And I say like 2020 was the year I burned everything to the ground. That wasn't me. And then 2021 was the year when things started happening for me because I had done that whole year of deep self work. Then 2021 was like the guardrails came off and I started seeing results. And that's when I started really seeing the fruit of that year. So it was pretty exciting. It sounds really exciting. And it sounds quite hopeful and inspirational for others who may find themselves in, I would say, a place of hopelessness mm-hmm. that this is their lot in life. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I don't want to assume, but it sounds like you had the financial means to be able to live independently and take a year to focus on you without having mm-hmm. to worry about building the business as well. Yeah. And so that sounds like that was hugely supportive for you. And there are people out there who would probably say they're dependent on their spouse uh, their job, whatever parts of their lives that are not bringing them full joy and happiness for survival. So, you know, after the, the short break, when we come back, I want to hear more about the work you're doing now to help women and how you are really supporting women that don't have the full freedom of choices and they have some real fear Mm-hmm. around how are they going to do both mm-hmm. and survive and feed themselves and their children and all of that. And what you're finding is the main thing that are holding women back from putting themselves first. So guys, you're not going to want to miss this third segment of this show. Stay with us and we'll be right back after these messages. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. If you're an influencer, 
You don't follow the trends. You set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it. www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. Okay, we are back with Val Jones talking about being selfish, putting ourselves first, and hearing all about her year of selfishness and the transformation that she created for herself, her family, and her business when she learned to be selfish and find out who she really is. So Val, before we left for break, I said I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things. And the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is for women who are in similar situations, maybe feeling hopeless, that hopelessness of all of their selflessness in their lives, but don't feel that they have the means to survive putting themselves first. Talk to me about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have so much to say about this. Um, yeah. So I obviously had my business, which allowed me to take that year, that selfish year. And that was such an amazing privilege that I was able to do that and get all of that learning. And at the same time, yeah, I hear from women all the time saying, okay, that's great for you, Val, but I don't have money to do that. So what, how am I supposed to get this transformation? But I'll tell you what, I also did it the hard way. When I left my first marriage, I was broke as a joke. I had no degree. I had no career. I'd been a stay-at-home mom for 15 years. I didn't have money. I was completely dependent on my husband to support me and the three children. So when I chose to leave that relationship, it was a very different story. And I learned a lot about creativity with finances, making sacrifices, figuring things out. I had to go get a retail job. Like I had to do a lot and it took time to get out of that. And it takes time. And so, you know, while I took a whole selfish year, what I want to do with what everything I've learned and experienced is give strategies for women where we're saying, look, this is not going to happen overnight. If you need to leave a relationship or you need to start a business, or you want to, you know, deal with your, your selflessness, let's say, and start building a life that excites you. It takes time. 
And so let's start with one step at a time here. Let's come up with a strategy that's going to start giving you your independence back, start building your self-esteem and your confidence back, start giving you ideas and hope for the future. And it's baby steps. Sometimes it's micro changes. Sometimes my clients are, are coming to me and saying like, the one thing I'm going to do this week is I'm going to journal. And you have to believe and know that every moment you put yourself first and prioritize your needs and your growth and your happiness, you are creating a different future. And that's the important thing to remember is like, this is not a one and done jump out and have this amazing life overnight thing. This is every single day showing up for yourself in maybe it's one small way. And every time you do that, you build confidence, you build hope, you build empowerment. And then before you know it, you look back and you're like, oh my God, look what I've done. Look where I am. Look how I feel. So yeah, it's like, even if you feel stuck in, in your situation because of finances, you can listen to this podcast. You can listen to music that fills your soul and makes you feel hopeful. There's always a choice. And that's the thing I really want women to remember is you always have a choice. Even if it's your mindset, you have power over that. You know, we are uh, not a victim of our circumstances, but we are victims of our decisions. Mm -hmm. And so we have a choice in which way we go. Even when we feel we don't, mm -hmm. we do have a choice. And when you were, when you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Mm -hmm. one bite at a time, right? And <laughs> yeah. so just taking those small steps, you know, the, the mountain looks so high, but when you just put one foot in front of, front of the other and, you know, make it to the first base camp, if you will, mm -hmm. you know, you are making progress and don't put the pressure on yourself to climb the whole mountain in one day, one week, one month, one year, whatever that looks yeah. like just keep moving forward. Exactly. It's moving forward. What are some of the reasons that you're hearing or finding that women cannot or will not put themselves first? Conditioning, Conditioning. programming, you know, women who were raised like me to be the good girl, Good girls are nice. Good girls are polite. Good girls dress modestly. Good girls make everybody else happy. Good girls hug their uncle, even though it's uncomfortable. Like that programming as children creates loops of subconscious thought in the brain. And because the brain is doing what it needs to do when we're children to keep us safe, we create these programs that say like, be good, be nice, be selfless, do all these things and you'll be safe. And then subconsciously, we are just living that out day after day, decade after decade until we find ourselves like completely abandoning ourselves and wondering how we got here. That's how we got here. It's not your fault. And society has so many messages about women and what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to act. And, and so we have all of this that has caused us to believe that who we are is somebody who isn't important, isn't valuable, not good enough. And so all of that conspires to keep women stuck in places of self-abandonment and powerlessness. And yet I love the moment when my client realizes that's not who she is. It's simply the way she's been programmed and conditioned. And it's just the way her brain is, is thinking. Then she sees that, oh, that means I can change it. It's not who I am. 
it's habits, it's practices and principles from our early life experiences that become deeply ingrained in how we are in relationship with ourselves and with others today. Now that's the the foundation of the work I do with my clients as well, to create that awareness so that people know that that was past conditioning. Mm -hmm. That is not true today, but also it explains why. Mm-hmm. You know, you may feel the imposter syndrome, you may be a people pleaser, you may feel the need to control, you may feel, you know, a victim in a lot of circumstances. Yeah. There's so many, so many, um, uh, uh, what I call relationship styles that can mm-hmm. damage or sabotage our adult life that were really built on a foundation of what our early life experiences have taught us. And like you said, with the brain too our brain conditioning. I mean, I grew up with a a, a 1950s housewife, if you will, (laughs) 1950s, 1960s housewife who, who, who grew up as a child in the depression. So there was always a lot of scarcity mindset, even though we didn't have to, you know, we had plenty of abundance, but the mindset was still of hoarding and saving and just in case there's a war or a bomb or all of that, you know, till the day my mother died three years ago, Mm -hmm. she was hoarding and saving for the just in case. So it it really is. It's not that anything's wrong with you. It's that something happened to you, if you will. That's right. Yeah. And trauma too. trauma informs a lot of our thinking, our choices, our emotions. And so dealing with trauma is important as well and has to be released. And so that's another reason why a lot of women will feel powerless or stuck or hopeless because of their trauma. So really it's reckoning with all of this stuff we've been carrying around our whole lives. And that's phase one, I say, is like, release the past. Let's (laughs) release the past. That's so important. Yeah. So how do you help people um, women break free from what's holding them back. And, you know, maybe you want to share a success story of, mm-hmm. of someone that you've helped. So someone, yeah, someone I mean, might I'll... see themselves in that story. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll use one client example. That's really powerful. And in fact, I just connected with her yesterday. I ha- I, we finished our coaching, um, relationship last fall. She'd worked with me for three years and we touched base yesterday. And this is such a moving story. So she came to me, she's Australian, called me up, found me on Instagram. I was like, help, you know, she had left her marriage. It was an abusive marriage. She packed up her two little kids and she moved across the country because she needed to get away from this man and also a very toxic family situation. So she packed up and moved and, you know, was starting over and was going back to school to get a degree and was working just a basic job. And yet she was terrified. She was stuck in fear. She didn't trust herself. She was beating herself up for her past choices. She was feeling guilty for what she'd put her kids through. And she didn't trust people because she had been so hurt in her life. She had no trust of anyone. She couldn't ask for support because she just didn't trust that anyone would be there for her. That's how she came to me. And she didn't even trust me at first. (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah. Three years later, and then, and then, you know, talking to her yesterday, she's in a beautiful new relationship. They built a business together. Her kids are doing amazing. She's pregnant with their child and she's so happy. And she said to me, like, I 
had no idea that I could have a life like this again. I didn't know that was possible for me. And it's because of our work together that really has allowed me to be happy and have this amazing life. And it was just such a full circle moment. And so, you know, that's sort of indicative of the place that women get to where, like we said, they're ready to do whatever it takes because the pain is so great. And then the results of the work, you don't know what's possible. Let's find out. Let's find out what happens when you release all of that heaviness from the past and reconnect with who you really are. Then you're going to redesign your future from that new place of self-love and connection and respect. That's the magic. Wow. What a beautiful story. And I'm so happy you had a chance to reconnect with her and Mm -hmm. learn where she is now. I love those stories. I love hearing what my clients create from the work that we've done together. And, and some of it is just mind blowing, like, wow, you know, now I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. And and, in, in, in our own lives, we're seeing that, like, you know, I lost 55 pounds after my selfish year. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Moved to, like I said, moved to Vancouver, transformed my business. Like I'm single now and you know, my ex is happy. He's so much happier. I'm so much happier. Like it's just all of the results of doing the work is what keeps us hopeful. That keeps you going. That reminds you that like, there is something different for you. Yeah. And, and having someone who has been through it as well to guide us is very helpful as well. So really quick, tell us, I, I know you have a group program, women rising, tell us, you know, a little bit about that and how yeah. folks can get in touch with you to learn more about it. Yeah, I'm really excited about this new program. It's 12 weeks and it's going to be um, weekly trainings and then live Q&A calls and hot seat coaching. And you can join me and a bunch of other women. And I'm going to take you through literally everything that we're talking about. So the first four weeks is about releasing the past. The next four weeks is about reconnecting to your true self. And then the last four weeks is designing that new future and having the tools and strategies to do it. So I'm giving you everything in this program, super excited about it, probably going to be launching it in July. So if anyone is interested, you can hop on the wait list and you can do that by emailing me and it's Valerie at ValerieJonesCoach.com. Just email me and let's talk about it. But yeah, that's my new program that I'm excited about. And, And how else can folks connect with you? Yeah. Come on over to Instagram. Uh, Ms. Val Jones, MS Val Jones, and the link in my bio has everything. I've got free programs. I've got a boundaries bootcamp. That's like 47 bucks. So like I have lots of different ways you can work with me. Like I mentioned, I have my Facebook group. You can join us. It's fun in there. And all of the details are on my Instagram. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So if you or anyone, you know, is in a situation where they could benefit from putting themselves first and valuing themselves, then I invite you to contact Ms. Val Jones. So Val, thank you for sharing about your selfish year and how you help women focus on making themselves important too. And I want to thank our listeners for choosing to listen to the show today. I actually realize what an honor and a privilege it is to be the recipient of your time. And I want to invite you uh, back to be sure to join us next week, where I'll have author and podcast host Randy Kay joining me to talk about her book, Happier Made Simple. Now, as usual, I want to leave you with a quote, and this one is from Eduardo Galliano. And he says, I'm not particularly interested in saving time. I prefer to enjoy it.
So until next time, bye for now. Can't wait to see you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelec. We hope we've been able to inspire you with today's show to take control of your own life and focus on the win. What's Important Now? Until we talk again, have a beautiful week. 